0: Alright, welcome back to Podcast 51. It's been a few months since our last episode, but we're ready to take up the reins again. I'm Tom. I'm Hannah Montana. And uh, for the first time, we're introducing Hannah.
1: Yeah, not the Montana. Just yeah, I'm Hannah Montana. Stark, when just a jokester. Yeah. Um, hi, ready to expose some stuff. Ready to be on the team.
0: Alright, yeah, and Hannah, maybe on future episodes, we'll see how things go.
1: Yeah, we'll see. I'm gonna vibe it out today.
0: Okay, so this episode of Podcast 51, we're going to be covering the Japanese suicide forest. And for that, we just want to give a little bit of warning that just because we're covering this kind of stuff um, doesn't mean that we necessarily believe in it. It's just entertaining um, content all around, and then we like to talk about it. And another warning, since it is a suicide forest, there's going to be a trigger warning here. There's going to be a lot of talk about suicide and death all around and that kind of thing. So if that's not your cup of tea, then I suggest that you check out. But uh, here we go with that. So the Japanese suicide forest is actually named uh part of my pronunciation, Ioki Gahara. Um, it's also named as suicide Forest, Sea of Trees or Jukai. Um, and it's an, it's an immense forest at the base of Mount Fiji in Japan, centered on about 12 square miles of hardened lava from Mount Fiji's last eruption, which was about 864 um, common Era. Um, it's historically known to be the home of Urai, which are ghosts of sort in Japanese mythology. The most, po- and it's the most popular spot for suicide in Japan, and I believe it's the second most um, popular spot in the entire world. I'm not sure what number one is. It might be the Golden Gate Bridge, but it I'm not positive the Golden on that. Gate Bridge. Yeah, and so it's the highest. It has the highest number of, or the highest number of successful suicides was in 2003 when it reached 105. But in 2010, there were 200 attempts, of which only 54 were successful. Um, Japanese officials have actually stopped posting these suicides in an effort to decrease the association. It's also very difficult to tell um, when these suicides happen or suicide attempts because bodies are often hidden by this you know, dense foliage in the forest and may not be found for several years even. Um, some estimate that the numbers of suicide may reach around 100 annually. Um, but going back to what I said, it's known to be the home for Uri or uh Mythologically, And you what's a Uri? It's a uh, traditional belief in Japan that every sort of person has a spirit and that is released from their body upon death and sent to a sort of purgatory type place until a proper funeral and post-funeral rites are performed. Afterwards, they rejoin their ancestors. If this is done correctly, the Raikon is said to be the protector of the family and return yearly to receive thanks. However, if the person dies suddenly or violently, such as a murder or a suicide, if the person or if the proper rites haven't been performed, or if they have powerful emotions in their mind when they die, such as love, revenge, jealousy, sorrow, these Rikon um, are then transformed into Uri, which can then manifest themselves in the physical world, which would be like a ghost. Um, the Uri will then remain on earth until the proper rites are performed or its conflict is resolved, which is kind of a typical thing to expect or typical thing around ghosts. Um it is said that people that die at lower social ranks or economic ranks have more powerful URI, They're probably more angry and, you know, upset with their lives or whatever. Um, but common characteristics physically of Uri are white clothing, which parallels the common white burial kimono in Japan, black hair, which is often long and disheveled, hands which are usually which hang limply from arms which stick perpendicular from the bot from their body at the elbows, and they typically lack feet and legs entirely. Um, however, or they also have Hitodama, which are Will of the Wisps, which are just floating eerie colors. Which, when I read this, just a side note, I don't know if anybody's seen um, The Ring. It reminded me a lot of the girl from The Ring.
2: Okay. Tom's yeah. the only one that saw that, by yeah. the way. Apparently,
0: so, I'm the only one that's seen yeah. the classic horror movie The yeah. Ring.
2: Nope. No.
0: No. She's got black hair and white is clothes. Is that the one with the girl who looking.
2: dives through the yeah, that TV thing? Yeah. All right. Which
0: also was a Japanese movie originally, so yep. that's probably I saw that little connection. thing, yeah. Yeah, so the strong connection between URI and Aokigahara Gahara is more than likely due to the nature of how Urai come about, which is suicide um, or murder. But you know, it's a Japanese suicide force, there's a lot of suicide, so there's you know, they're gonna be the, the assumption that there's a lot of URI because of that reason. So Japan actually has a history um, surrounding suicide that's interesting. Um, suicide is viewed m- or was viewed differently in Japan because it's not supported really anymore um, or something to smile at by any means. Um, it, they do have traditions like I said. Um, so seppuku or Harry uh was an honorable death tradition for samurai you know, years ago when samurai were more of a thing where they disemboweled themselves with their weapon. It was seen as an honorable alternative to execution or other humiliation. So they do have that tradition and uh, interestingly enough, Japan actually has the highest suicide uh, rate in the world with peak months, I think about March is when tax season ends there or the end of the fiscal year, um, with peak months like that hitting over 2,500 suicides across the whole country. Um, Japan is, though, making efforts to um, prevent suicide, and they have placed cameras at several entrances to the Japanese suicide forest specifically and have signs posted throughout urging the suicidal to seek help and listing the number of the suicide prevention hotline in Japan. Um, As well, Buddhist monks have set up several altars in the forest with the same intent. Um, Some more interesting things about suicide in the forest in general is that there's this thing called Ubustate, which I'm going to butcher these pronunciation because I don't know any Japanese, so forgive me. So Ubustate, or the act of abandoning the elderly, which happens typically in rough times such as famine, um, which is considered by some to be folklore, but has a link to the forest as well because it was a place where the Japanese suicide forest, because it was a place where many were left to die um, in these times. Now, that's just more about the mythology about it. The nature of the suicide forest also makes it a very interesting place because it's um, littered with caves. Um, you search Japanese suicide forest caves. They have an ice cave, which is really interesting to look at. It's really beautiful. Mm, yeah. And lots of other stuff like that, which serve as you know notable tourist attractions, you know, apart from the forest. The trees, which also make up the forest, grow on an already uneven ground due to the uh, hardened lava, which creates the, which makes the trees grow into a gnarly shapes and all over the place. And the trees are also very densely packed, which create an odd stillness in the wind, or odd stillness due to the lack of wind because of how densely they are in there. And even wildlife in the forest is very um, sparse. people, out there, notice it's very, very still, almost in an eerie way. And say sometimes you, you know, it's like you can hear your heart beating or whatever. Um Yeah, it's, which I thought was odd because I feel like normal walk through the forest, you hear at least birds or something. But maybe it's just something about the environment there. See,
2: there you hear spooky ghosts. It
1: says light birds in some of the videos I watched. It was like it emphasized how there weren't a lot of animals in there at all, and that bird chirping was pretty much one of the only things you'd. Occasionally, get if you got anything at all,
2: because they're all ghosts.
0: Which is interesting. I wonder. I wonder <laughs> yes, there. I mean, there's got to be some reason why there's so little animal life there. You would think like deer, which <clears throat> actually is actually a, something maybe contradictory a little bit. But I also read that some of these bodies of suicide people, it's hard to tell when they committed suicide because sometimes animals will come in there, like excuse me, like wolves or you know stuff like that, and just tear apart the bodies. Um, so sometimes that's another reason, but for the most part, people report it's an odd stillness to the forest—no animals or rarely animals, not really any wind because of how dense the forest is—and yeah, so that.
1: Which does seem sort of weird because part of the reason that it's called like Sea of Trees is because it's always green, it's yeah. green year round. So mm-hmm. you would think if it has vegetation year round, that there would be more animals. I mean, but
2: if you got people coming Which in there all s- the time, that's yeah,
1: true. yeah true.
2: If I'm a deer, I'm going the other way, you know. <laughs> true.
0: But um, dude, like I said, it's densely populated with trees and that mean, makes it a really popular place for suicide specifically by hanging. Um, some, some general information about the suicide forest as well is that a 1960 novel um, in Japan concluded with a heartbroken woman retreating to the forest to commit suicide. Um, as well, the complete suicide manual, which was written in nineteen eighty or nineteen ninety three, excuse me, and is a bestseller, um, has been found on the bodies of many of the deceased. It also cites Aoki Gahara as the perfect place to die, which I, I didn't Google this or looked into researching into this a little bit more. But I, sh- I was kind of wondering how something like that was even published in the first place and how it then became a bestseller. Yeah, it I seems de- like really odd.
1: I definitely saw that, and I definitely saw the same thing because the main the main book they think that it the whole thing started from was the one, the Black Sea of Trees, I think is what it's called, the one where she goes and commits suicide. and I
2: don't What know, I read, yeah, it, it was the
1: Black Sea of Trees, and I wrote down the author, but it definitely didn't bring my notebook, <laughs> so I don't know. It um, was the Black Sea of Trees, and I believe the end was actually, they said it was like two lovers, and that it sort of ended in them both killing themselves in hmm. Aoki which is very, you know, which in that yeah. scenario, Romeo just, and Juliet yeah, kind of vibes. I can see Which, that. yeah,
0: also you can see why it would, encourage, well not encourage, but really put in their mind about Akigahara because then that kind of romanticizes suicide in a way.
1: Yeah that's actually what it said because everyone's like why this forest? Why did this happen? And they always go back to that book in the book you mentioned. But yeah the ultimate suicide manual is definitely a thing. Definitely published and it definitely says like perfect place to hang yourself. So I don't know how that came about. What year
0: again? 1993. So it's a crazy not even that time, long dude. ago. That
2: was a crazy time. Yeah, I think you know? I said everything black was probably sea flying, Trees. you know.
1: Black Sea of Trees is like 1960s. All right,
2: yeah. See, that was also a crazy time. Uh, so you got two crazy time periods. <laughs> that is,
0: yeah, I guess a suicide manual seems like a really odd thing that was allowed to get published, but maybe it wasn't. Maybe I don't know as much about it as I should. You have looked at the publisher. Was, yeah, maybe it was like a, I don't want to say black market, but like definitely like a secondary mm-hmm. publication type of thing where it's not, it's not sold in Barnes and Noble. It might have been. I mean, I guess you never know. But <laughs> you never Japan know. is a different place.
2: Been to Barnes and Noble sometimes in but the nineties. But it 90s? did
1: say that they find those books on quite a few bodies that yeah. they find that those people bring those books with them. So
0: yeah. Okay. So just continuing, some people will enter this forest unsure of their fate. They don't know if they want to commit suicide or not. Um, and this is most recognized by them bringing a tent um, because people that bring tents are seen to be unsure because they're like they're deciding to stay. They're not deciding to immediately. You know, commit suicide, um, also by marking their path with streams of tape through the forest. That way they can you know, follow that tape back the other way if they decide otherwise. But it is legal to camp in some spots, and often officials whose job it is to monitor the forest will speak to these people and try to bring them to positivity. Um, some spots are illegal. Some spots are legal. I wasn't really positive how they distinguished that, but – That'd be a really sad thing to see. Um, I watched a documentary on Vice that we will put on our Twitter later on. That it follows a guy that is it's just, he's like a park ranger for the forest, pretty much, and he it's his job to go through, look for bodies, look for people out there, and try to you know push them the other way, not not committing suicide. And everyone you're going to talk to is not going to be like, yeah, I came out here to commit suicide. Um, they're going to be like, no, nope, I'm just camping.
1: Yeah. yeah. So that's
0: got to be a really hard job because you know that they're lying to you, and you still got to try to be positive without being like.
1: I hey, think the video Blunt. identified him as a geologist, but at the same time, it was very clear that he, like, ran the, mm-hmm. the forest in a way. He was always out there, like, working on stuff and Which monitoring. On suicide patrol, I think is what he called it in translation was suicide patrol.
0: Not doing that. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. This is a sidebar. Does anyone know? Do they have suicide patrol of sorts on the Golden Gate Bridge? If it's know. if it's such a high suicide spot, it definitely
1: is the first one though, because I looked up those statistics and it is the Golden Gate Bridge. We'll maybe put that, maybe that on the name
0: is yeah. Maybe it's just such a highly populated area that they don't think they need it. But I guess if it's number one, then why would you not? I don't know.
1: I would also think that it would be kind of harder to have suicide patrol on the Golden Gate Bridge than it would in a forest. Why is that? Because it's a bridge. You're just going to have people walking around on the bridge all the we'll time. We'll walk back and forth on the sidewalk, yeah. maybe? I don't know. I mean, this you could do it. It's a just, forest.
2: Like You can barely see sometimes in a forest. A bridge, you're just looking in one direction. Okay, like,
1: significantly less dangerous, though. Give or I'm take. just saying. Give or
2: take. I don't know.
1: It could be a thing, but There's I don't wolves. know. I was
0: more surprised, You would honest, think. that there was one. That they were, I guess these people are really familiar with the forest, but still, they talk about how because everything looks the same, and so densely populated or density populated with trees and stuff like that, that it's super easy to get lost. Um, so I'm surprised that they have people go out there and like search for stuff because I feel like that would only increased numbers of people getting lost in the forest and dying of other causes. Exactly.
2: I don't want to get lost there.
0: But I guess this guy's been doing it for years. So the guy in the documentary that we watched, so he seems to know his way around. He knows his also, way around, 12, Also, it's 12 square miles uh, or kilometers, whatever I said. So it's got to be—it's not that—it's pretty big, but it's, I think oh, he
1: may have guy. mentioned that he also marks his way with tape sometimes, too. And I'm sure if he knows it well enough to not have to do that. Other people— that go on Suicide Patrol or just manage the forest in general mm-hmm. can just mark their way with tape as well.
0: Yeah, so. we will put that on our Twitter. It's a really interesting documentary. It doesn't go into the lore of the forest or anything like that, but it follows yeah you know, the Suicide Patrol guy, and he talks a little bit about it, and it's really interesting. So By the
2: we'll, way, the Twitter is at the podcast underscore 51. There's no underscore. Okay, there's no underscore. I thought it was... Kind of you're forget about people. that. Forget that underscore people. <laughs>
1: Negative ten points to Hannah Montana.
2: Sorry about that. Hannah makes
0: mistakes. All right. So t- just a few more points here is that so forest workers maybe like this guy in the documentary that we're talking about are often or t- are tasked with bringing the found corpses down to a local station where they then have to play this really unfortunate game to see who has to sleep in the same room as the body. And it's not so much that it's like a dare or anything like that or some kind of cruel joke because that would be. You would think that would be disrespectful to the body. Well, yeah. But it's actually because it's believed in Japan to be bad luck for the spirit of the, vi- uh, the spirit of the the body to be left alone. So it's more courteous than anything. But it's still pretty eerie, okay. especially because a lot of, you know, it's a dead body. Some of them, you never know how long they've been out there, and you got to sleep in the same room with it. I can understand why it'd be unsettling.
1: See, I didn't read that, but I did read that there are specific houses that they house all of the found suicide bodies in. Which I guess if they do both of those things, those correlate because they could be putting them all in the same houses together so that their spirits aren't alone. But do you mean yeah. they can't be alone? They can't be there alone. There has to be other live people there. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Oh, I think so. And Which is why they play the correlate. game to see
0: who has to go do There that. was definitely
1: a Japanese word, though, specifically for the houses that they house the suicide bodies in. I, like I said, don't have the notebook. And I would not know how to pronounce it anyway, but it's a thing. Hmm. They have specific places that they'll they'll take. Them Wait, just until when they, they just
0: them. until they're taken care of officially, or
1: um, the YouTube video I was watching just said this is what they do with them, and this is what it's called. Uh, so okay. I don't know. That's
0: not that Maybe bad. it's like some kind of what's the building called, and uh, it's a mausoleum. Maybe it's like a mausoleum. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. So a few more things. Um, people often report hearing blood curdling screams in the forest, which is just plain unsettling as it is, but also. I mean, I don't want to make any judgments, but if you're lost in the forest and it's dead silent, I feel like your mind is going to be like, I need to hear things.
1: Yeah, that's true. Also, a lot of people, you have to think about their mentality when they go in there. A lot of people are wanting to hear things, and they're wanting to find things. Mm -hmm. And so then, you know, something turns into something it's not. Yeah, it's like those ghost hunter shows where it's like a door creaks, and they're like,
0: oh, your name is Jim? Okay. (laughs) Yeah,
1: (laughs) exactly. And
0: everyone at home is like, what?
2: Hey, it's, you're just looking for a sign. You're looking for yeah. anything to tell you. I
0: can't understand that. They want to hear something so bad that they then take the tiny things. Maybe it was a bird. Maybe. And they're just like, oh my
1: and God. They're not used to the birds because yep. there are so yep. few of them.
0: Potentially. By the
2: so. way, shout out to all my ghost hunters out there fooling us. <laughs> Keep <laughs> yeah. doing what
1: you
0: do. I mean, it's quality television. It real sure is. But yeah, so that's all the information I have. Let's talk about discussion. Do you guys... I mean, we can have another episode later on about ghosts more generally, but do you guys believe in ghosts?
1: I I couldn't say for sure whether or not I 100% do or do not. I'm super interested in it, though. Like, I liked today's episode, and I like looking up stuff that has to do with paranormal activity in general. I can't say I have, like, a complete formalized theory on it, but... I definitely don't think it's impossible and I think it's really interesting. So, all right,
0: what do you think?
2: Okay, I can, I understand. Like, okay, I, I believe they're real, but like, I don't think they're just like easily seen, you know? No. Like, you just don't be looking around and be like, it's not like, you know, Scooby Doo when you're like, yeah. out, oh, look, there's a ghost <laughs> over there. No, you know, it's probably like, it could be easy things like, hey, there's wolves or I don't know. Trees, something I don't know. The trees rustling, anything, anything, but not a ghost.
0: You don't think a go- there? You don't think people are seeing ghosts in the Suicide forest? No, nope.
1: it's sort of. I see what you're saying. It's sort of like. You can, you believe in ghosts, but you don't think that they're quite as obnoxiously blatant yeah. in there. It's sort of like saying alien life is, exists most probably, but they're not giant green creatures with antennas exactly. kind
2: of thing. It's not in your face. It's not like, hey, I'm a ghost, look at me. It's not one of those. Like it's like yeah. it's more of a <laughs> hey,
1: I'm a ghost. Sorry, dude. Tommy's face. It's like really good there.
0: Yeah. I, um I personally don't believe in ghosts. You're the so worst. I think it's more plays into what you were saying earlier is that people want to see something so mm-hmm. then they see it. They take a little thing and then they're like, Yep, I saw it. It's a real ghost. That being said, like I've had some experiences, never like straight up like, oh my gosh, that's a ghost. And I'm like, <laughs> that was a little weird.
1: Like yeah. here's a little
0: side story is that when I was a kid, I don't know how old it was, probably probably elementary school age, my little brother, our I would say our great grandma had died like months ago. And we're living in this house and there's like a picture frame Type thing. I had four, like four normal sized pictures, one on top of the other, and it was like a stand. And it one day it was moved, and my mom was like, "Who moved this thing here?" And my yeah. little brother's like, "I did." And she's like, "Well, why'd you do that?" And he's like, "Well, grandma told me to." And we're like, "Oh," we're like, "Which grandma?" Because <laughs> we got we got a few grandmas, and yeah. and she he's like, he said the grandma that had died, and we're all like, "Whoa," <laughs> but also Whoa. He's, also he's a little kid, yeah. so. And you never he, know. He
2: also followed it up by know. saying, I see dead people.
0: Well, it was Haley Jo You're right. Yep. And my little brother. Oh my yep.
2: Gosh. Sure is.
1: <laughs> I won't, yeah. I won't get into mine, but I, I think it does have a lot to do with your experience. I grew up in several very old farmhouses when I was young, so there were a lot of instances where I sort of felt like that, too. But I think it is related to... If you want to think logically and scientifically, human nature, fear, we create things, like you're saying. We're super scared. We're super insecure about the situation, and we think there's things that there's probably not, and I think that a lot of...
0: It's almost like your body or your mind tries to create something for you to then be afraid of, so it's justified. Exactly,
1: and then you start thinking about all of this folklore and what ghosts are usually where they're at and what they're known to do, and then you make connections that might not be there, and... Mm -hmm. You start to believe in it. So yeah.
2: Yeah. I I like equate it to like, you know, like I feel like you get like a maybe a little chill, like, all right you know, you've seen Danny Phantom, right? <laughs> when a ghost is coming around to get that little chill coming out of his mouth. I feel like that's where Moore is. Well,
0: that's the thing, is that ghost when the ghosts are present, you're supposed to get goosebumps or whatever. Whenever I get goosebumps, I'm like, there's a ghost here. <laughs> Even though I'm like, Ghost there's no way. Why is there a ghost in Moore Hall? That's some crap.
2: Or a spooky. <laughs> it's a spooky place.
1: Uh, brand new conspiracy. Let's go. No, but as,
0: <laughs> but as you know, as much as I don't believe in ghosts, they're also, which is kind of kind of I kind of contradict myself. They're also like one of my biggest fears. Like I don't believe in ghosts until I'm like, that could have been a ghost. I'm scared now. And then I'm like, well, they're now they're real in that moment. Like especially after I watch like a horror movie that's very paranormal centered. I'm always like, gotta sleep with the lights on now.
1: Yeah, depends on what specifically scares you, for sure. Yeah. But, I don't know. I think...
0: Would you go into the suicide forest? That's
2: the question I want to know.
1: I definitely would. Knock on the table. Would you go I
0: looking for ghosts, or would you go... Stuff. Oh, so you, you would try to find something? I don't something. think
1: I would go looking for a body, because in my own personal beliefs, I feel like that might be a tad disrespectful.
0: Yeah, probably, I mean, but.
1: I don't know you. I don't know why you chose to do this, and it's really none of my business, and I'm not an official, so... I think I would go more just for the feeling of it, I think. And also, I mean, forest fam in general is really, it's a really pretty forest. So, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. It's so, it's so eerie. One thing, if you watch, if you watch the Vice YouTube video about the geologist that's exploring things like, It's so obvious how much it happens there. One of the things that really stood out to me in that video is he finds – do you remember that part where he finds the car – of the yeah. person oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah that was so eerie to me because he walks up to this car and right away he goes oh you know this car has been abandoned this person went into the woods with troubled thoughts and yeah. never came out and the part that really gave me chills is like he looked in the car and there's like this map sitting on the driver's seat and just this stuff thrown around the car and can you imagine that being your job because you just look in these cars and you just think oh this is the last time that these people ever touched their things. And this is where they chose to left leave them. And this car is like probably never going to be driven away again. And it's just all really, it's all really heavy. So I would go, yeah. I would go, but I think I would probably also be really influenced by everything because I'd be hyper aware of, it's just very sad. It's very intense.
0: <laughs> I think that was very sad. Also, another part that struck me as being quite emotionally charged was when he found the body that was just skeleton at that point.
1: Mm-hmm. And you're like,
0: H- m- yeah. so you're like, some of these bodies... With the shoes? Yes. you're like, some of these bodies, these people just never get found. And yep. you, their family doesn't know what happened. I mean, they can probably make assumptions, but they really don't have any conclusive evidence mm-hmm. of what happened to this person. I mean, maybe they were alone, but like, everybody's got to have like somebody.
1: Yeah. That's Somewhere why they that had that that sign. Did you talk about the sign?
0: They but the sign that says, people care about you and whatever, yeah. and then give the I wrote down timeline. the
1: transcription, but it was, yeah, it was like, think about your family and your children and your life is a precious gift from your parents and stuff mm-hmm. because it's so known that that's what most people go there to do, that they have a giant sign at the entrance telling you. It has, like, a suicide has like a suicide wow. prevention. I'm sorry. I talk with my hands, and I <laughs> touch the pop filter. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it has a suicide prevention helpline number underneath it and, and everything.
0: Would you go into the forest?
2: All right, so I don't know. I may go there but then, like, sit outside for a little bit. You wouldn't go in? I, I don't think I go. I may like going for like, I'm I'm staying on the path. I'm not I'm not diverging at all. You know I don't want to see anything spooky or anything like that. There's not a path necessarily. Well, he said there's a path up to a point in the documentary. Yeah, okay. that's there's fair. trails. Yeah, there's yeah. trails, but then it stops, and then that's where I'm gonna be like, well, it's time to go on back. I'm not staying till nighttime. Going. I, mean, like I wouldn't either. Early like. Just I wouldn't go to any
0: forest at nighttime for that matter. Early,
2: <laughs> and yeah, but like all right. So my big question is. Would you change the name of the forest at this point? Well,
0: it's not technically called the Japanese Suicide Forest. I know, And bro, I don't like... know what Aoki Gahara translates to. Maybe I do. Maybe I wrote it down.
1: Because Jukai is the one that translates to Sea of Trees, correct? Yeah.
0: Yes. I'm not sure what Aoki Gahara stands for.
1: That's just the form- but that's... that's the formal name for it, though.
0: Yeah, I guess it could just be some kind of name. I assume it would ha- I. I- Personally, I assume that there'd be some kind of meaning behind it, but maybe there is. Maybe know. it's just like a name.
1: Meaning wise, but yeah. uh, the video I watched said that the actual formal name for it is Aokikahara, and that most of the locals just call it Jukai because it means "sea of trees."
0: Yeah, I mean, so yeah, you really—it's time to brand it. Which is it up, why I, th- like. I mean, they're just trying to destigmatize it. Which is why they were not yeah. releasing the suicide numbers anymore because they don't want it to. be. They don't want the forest to be that. I mean in truth and they have a right. I mean, who wants to have be the country known with having the suicide forest? Or Exactly. Even, yeah, it's it's they're trying to destigmatize it. I
2: d I I don't know what I do. It's about the Fiji mounds or whatever. Maybe give out some Fiji waters for people going in. Oh my gosh. I don't I don't don't know. Think I, I think Fiji I'll water try... comes
0: from Mount Fiji. That, I've been <laughs> lied to my whole life <laughs> but, I don't that's know. another episode. I think I'd drop
2: <laughs> I'll drop off some animals there or something. I don't know. I'd try what? to turn what does it into mean? like Oh, oh like, you want oh, to, like, some like some animal, animal animals? Yeah, the Yeah, and then, like, kind of, like, you know, kind Bunch of, of restart it. Yeah, you know, and be like, here, this is where you live now. And then try to start Would you
1: over. go, Tommy?
0: Yeah, I w- I mean, I wouldn't go at night, like you said, but I would go, like, I- I'd really be interested in checking out the caves. They seem really interesting. And I'd check the forest out to an extent. I wouldn't go off the path either, I don't think. And last <laughs> I was 120% confident that I could find my way yeah. back, which I definitely would not nope.
2: be. I'm lost.
1: There's two caves, uh, I, I think, I'd, right? i wo- yeah, are tourist attractions. Two. Of I aren't. think there are some
0: smaller ones, but yeah, there's two main ones. Yeah. I know one of them's called the Ice Cave. I don't remember what the other one's called. But yeah, they're like really. There, there are two attractions. Yeah, aside from the forest, so I'd go and check it out. I I wouldn't expect to find anything. I would hope I wouldn't find anything, especially a dead body. That would ruin the whole trip. My day. That yeah. would ruin your vibe <laughs> for the day.
1: Ah, darn! Found a dead body. Yeah. Really feel the same anymore? <laughs> or
0: even like you know, even like just th- in the documentary, he, they shows a lot of the f- of the forest, and there's just like nooses and stuff hanging, and or like just ropes yeah. hanging, and like they'd be like, "Oh, I'm un- I'm done
2: right here." I'd probably cry. By Which the way,
1: also seems sort of oh, disrespectful because they don't even take, they don't even get rid of exactly. all the evidence.
2: I was like, they should just at least throw it away or something. I
0: yeah. don't know, like. Messed up. I was going to say, at this point, why, I mean, I know it's a national forest probably, but, I mean, the caves are one thing. Nobody's, I don't think anyone's trying to kill themselves in the caves. But, like, why would you not just, like, block it off and be like, nobody's allowed to come in for 50 years?
1: Um, well, one thing to do with that, so the whole, like, until it's stigmatized thing— is scientists um, predict that Mount Fiji will erupt again sometime actually within the next few years? That's really and soon. so actually Aokigahara may not even exist in like three, four years if Mount Fiji erupts again. I'm not gonna but it um, I don't know the actual scientific explanation behind it, but they have calculated year wise from the last eruption to when the next one and also because of rising sea levels around Mount Fiji and just all this other stuff playing a part, they do predict that it will erupt sometime for like... the next like couple of years and it might wipe out the whole forest. So...
0: Yeah, I feel like if I are real then, or URI, I don't know how to it, It's you or it's you or Y-U-R-E-U-I. I don't know. Um, but if they're, I feel like if they are real and they are really there because of an unsettling death or whatever, just having their... Place of death wiped out is not gonna be good.
1: Brutal, yeah, it it's, really it's definitely not adding positively to their situation at all.
2: It's nature, though, you know. kind of knew what was happening before, like it went in.
1: If you take that farther though, and you think about it, does that mean that these spirits stay there, even in the forest is gone?
0: Yeah. How's that? how are they? Yeah. Because they're
1: still gonna be upset. They'll probably be more upset. So are they just gonna be there without the forest, or what happens to these? Your eye at they
0: that point. I, know. Well, I want to pose sort of a question to you guys that I doubt you'll know, actually know the answer to, but is why is some place like this a suicide hotspot? Same as Golden Gate Bridge. Why is it that way? Golden Gate Bridge is probably because that's in San Francisco, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So that that might be because San Francisco, and California, has a high population, and that's like, I mean, a guaranteed death jumping off the bridge, but like. That's different from the suicide forest where you're going to this place and then you're going to hang yourself or whatever. I mean, that's not necessarily guaranteed death, but why are people going here and not just like any other forest? Is there some kind of calmness or like peace in being like, this is where other people have died that have felt the same way as me? Like, I'm not alone in the sense that everyone else here has felt the same way as I do?
1: I think that could definitely be a thing. I feel like group dynamic has always comforted people. I think that's just part of human nature. I think. I mean, when they started to ask the question of why here, why here, people came back to those books we talked about earlier and about how it's that book where they kill themselves in Aokigahara is known in Japanese culture. So it could also be stuff about stigmatized stuff in Japanese culture that we just don't understand. Their culture fascinates me. There's so much about it, though, but that I just I don't understand. But that book seems it said was very influential and so it's sort of like you would get to know this place as something in a famous movie or a famous book where you go and you do these things. And so I mean, they just started going there and then because of group dynamic, everyone went there. Plus yeah. it's peaceful.
2: It's really that's it's true. It's probably right? really peaceful. Like yeah. it's not, you know, loud, it's not going to like a loud which that's why I kinda of don't understand the Golden Gate Bridge. I mean, other it's a guarantee type of thing really
0: loud. Maybe maybe th- it's a similar thing where you're surrounded by people, even if yeah. they don't feel like there's a lot of people there. I think also I I the no Golden idea. Gate
1: Bridge. It's because there's a lot of stigma around suicide tied to bridge jumping, and the Golden Gate Bridge is known to be one of the most beautiful and influential bridges. So I think it just became like the bridge for that. I don't know. Right. I don't know. I think you really have to be in that mindset too to to understand, make a lot of those connections. So
0: I I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm never going to understand. I'm sure only people that go there uh, with the intent
1: understand why. Mm -hmm. I said um, I was really shocked by statistically the kind of people. I I don't know why, but in my mind, I was expecting more like young adults and things Mm -hmm. because mental illness has become so much more of a societal problem with Mm -hmm. the growing generations than it used to be. And statistics said that it was mostly, like, Japanese businessmen in their 30s and 40s.
0: Well, yeah. And, and simply, you know, tying back to that, we said the, the peak months are, like, March or whatever, which is March. the end of the fiscal year. So it makes sense that it's then connected to business people.
1: Because they'll realize that their economic situation is not what they want it to be. And apparently that's so important to them, which I think may also have to do something with Japanese culture, I think socioeconomic status over there is held to an even higher degree mm-hmm. than it is in western civilization and so i mean they're just so embarrassed or so upset about it that that's the extreme measure they feel like taking yeah. which is horrible but it did say march and it did say it was mostly businessmen so it could have a lot to do with that
0: yeah I'm, well i'm not a psychologist so i'm not going to make any judgments but
1: i mean i'm not trying to make judgments well, I know you're I not. Just, i'm just saying
0: yeah. All right, does anyone have any other thoughts about Eoki Gahara?
2: Well, I just have a a, a general thought to okay. the people out there and this is not Hannah anymore, this is Miley. Um, oh my gosh. No, it's not. <laughs> if you generally feel like at any point that you're at that edge point or something like that, don't be afraid to contact a friend. Contact the suicide hotline.
0: Yeah, I have a number here. It's 1-800- 273-8255. Yeah, and then there's, I mean, that's 24 hours, so.
2: Yeah, you know, don't become another statistic because, you know, you may think that people don't care for you, but people do. It could be like just a random person you haven't met yet, but someone guaranteed cares for you. And they love you. Um, it's, back to yeah, Hannah.
1: It was hard to realize that from signs and from suicide hotline numbers, especially when you're in that kind of place. But for sure, what Amir said. I mean, there's no, in my most humble opinion, there's no forest beautiful enough to, you know, be deserving of your life for no other reason. So always, always keep in touch with people. People need people. So.
2: All right, any other thoughts? Yeah, everyone, I mean, all, other than that, yeah,
0: have a good Friday. Okay, so just some plugs then. I mean, you're listening to this now somehow. <laughs> the other ways that you can listen to it are on SoundCloud. That's um, soundcloud.com slash cm-life. Uh, there's iTunes, which is under Central Michigan Life Podcast. There's the CM Life website, which is cm-life.com slash multimedia slash audio. And then there's our Twitter, which we'll post links to ways to listen to it. We'll post interesting, you know, findings that are related to the topic of the week. We'll post that Vice documentary that we watched, um, which is very interesting, provided a unique perspective. And that Twitter handle is at podcast All right. And then next week we'll be co- – or next – I shouldn't say next week. Next episode we'll be covering uh, Amelia Earhart and what, what happened to her. Where did she go?
2: Where art thou, Amelia?
1: To be exposed.
0: Yeah. All right. So – once again, I'm Tom.
2: I'm Hannah.
1: I'm, I'm the other Hannah.
0: Yep. <laughs> and this was an episode of uh, Podcast 51. See you next time.